the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Hey everyone, I'm Darren Wirtz, Certified Financial Planner and Financial Advisor specializing in working with attorneys and law firm owners, located in Cincinnati, Ohio. And welcome to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Run your law firm the right way. The right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Our guest just asked me before we went on the air how long we've been doing this. And I said, we're well into our sixth year. We're trucking towards seven years. So it's hard to believe we've we've never missed a week, which isn't bad for a three follow through like me. I, I give you all the credit for that, Tyson. Pretty incredible. You know, I mean, it's it's just a team effort. Like, Here's the thing. The reality is, you always give me this credit, right? But the reality is, I would never have followed through either. <laughs> it's like having that running partner, you know? It wouldn't uh, get it done without uh, both of us doing it. I think that's right. I think I think that's, that goes to accountability, and it's probably a good mindset for a lot of different people that having a coach or a partner or somebody who's going to make sure you put your butt where it needs to be when it needs to be there. That really, really helps. Yeah, that's really impressive. Mine is only uh, once a month. So every week, that's really, I'm impressed. (laughs) Lots of episodes, baby. But uh, you heard the voice. So let's do a quick little introduction. Our guest is Darren Wurz. He's a fee-based financial advisor and co-owner of Wurz Financial Services, where he operates the Northern Kentucky slash Cincinnati office. He is a certified financial planner and has a master's degree in financial planning from Golden Gate University. And we'll get into the rest of this stuff later. I do want to add in the part where Darren is the host of the Lawyer Millionaire podcast, which is pretty, it sounds like a pretty cool name, and the author of The Lawyer Millionaire, the complete guide for attorneys on maximizing wealth, minimizing taxes, and retiring with confidence. Darren, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Darren, we always ask our guests to tell us a little bit of their backstory, sort of how did you get started in finance and then how did you start working with lawyers and then we'll go from there. Absolutely. Well, how much time do you have? (laughs) You know, I wasn't always in finance. My first career was in teaching, actually. Um, And that's what brought me down to the Cincinnati area, originally from Toledo, Ohio, but I got a job teaching eighth and ninth grade science down here. That was my original passion, what I wanted to do. But I got kind of burned out with the education world. (laughs) It's tough work. And um, I was looking for something else. 
to get involved in. Just so happens that my family has been in the financial advisory business for a long time. My grandfather was a financial advisor. My dad is a financial advisor. And even my younger brother is a financial advisor too. So dad always wanted me to come into the business, uh, would remind me frequently that uh, many teachers have made great financial advisors. And I think that's because the teaching is a lot of what I do. So I went back to school. I got my master's degree in financial planning and decided to launch out uh, on my own down here in the Cincinnati region, start an office here as part of the family business. Uh, In doing that, you know, I didn't know anything about marketing (laughs) or anything like that. I came from a teaching background and they didn't teach a lot of marketing in in my uh, master's degree. So anyway, just did a lot of networking, getting to know people, slowly trying to build up my business. Anybody who needs any kind of help, you know, with uh, retirement planning. And then, you know, I started to learn and hear that it was important to have a niche, you know, to specialize in something, you know. And originally that was folks who were closer to retirement because you got a lot of questions as you're getting near retirement. What do I do with Social Security? Am I going to have enough money? How do I make sure my money lasts? You know, all those kinds of things. But then I wanted to get even more focused. I was really trying to figure out what my niche should be. And it just so happened that a lot of my early clients were attorneys. And so I started to think, well, let's explore this niche of really trying to focus on the unique needs that attorneys have and how I can serve those needs. And so I started to really orient the business in that direction. And I kind of saw it as a wide open field because you meet a lot of financial advisors and it's really hard to stand out. And then what I've noticed is that, you know, it, it's kind of similar in the, in the legal field too. It's important to have a niche and, and to stand out. That's kind of a really good business practice. Well, there's not a lot of financial advisors who do focus on attorneys. So I kind of saw it as a, a wide open opportunity. A lot of advisors focus on business owners or retirees or things like that. And so I decided to run with it. And uh, we started doing some webinars, some CLEs with the local bar association on retirement planning for attorneys and things like that. And then this thing happened in 2020, you may remember it, the pandemic. <laughs> and that really kind of accelerated everything into that direction because networking was dead. A lot of the traditional marketing methods were gone. And so I just went full steam ahead into the webinars and and doing those on a bigger geographical kind of focus. And so throughout the pandemic, I started broadening my focus to attorneys anywhere in the country and uh, got some new clients in all kinds of different parts of the country. And that's when I started to write the book. And I always kind of wanted to write a book and saw it as kind of a really great way to establish your credibility. And so I sat down and started writing. I wrote the book during the pandemic and then um, approached the American Bar Association about publishing it. And uh, they graciously agreed. And uh, finally, it came out uh, a few weeks ago. And here it is. So (laughs) that's the, the story in a nutshell. Very cool. We're going to get to that in a moment, but I want to jump in on another topic. We had Carolyn Elephant on the show and she you know, wrote the book, Solo by Choice is the name of the book, mm. Solo by Choice, but she has the website, myshingle.com. And I asked her, like, what's some advice that she would have given maybe in the 90s that she would, that's probably no longer good advice. And she was talking about how like going to lunch with people. And whenever I think of financial advisors, I'm always thinking about getting that phone call or that text or that email. 
Hey, I want to, I want to have lunch with you. Hey, I want to have coffee <laughs> with you. And it's, you know, about getting that sale. So is that something that you find is still effective when it comes to clients or do you, have you found other means that are more effective? You know, it, it can be. And I, I have to admit, I still do a little bit of that, but I'm trying to do less and less of that. Well, um, let me back up. It really only works kind of like, you know, in those networking groups where people kind of already have a reason to uh, maybe meet with you because you're trying to both help each other. And then maybe some business develops from that. But I have never had luck with just picking up the phone and calling people and saying, hey, let's have lunch. I mean, it's just kind of out of the blue. It's kind of awkward. And I just, I have never really been successful with that. And so I think more so now, I'm trying to change the way the business operates and to be more of a, more attracting people to me if they need help, you know, and, and trying to attract the right kinds of clients. And so that's what the podcast is all about. It's what the book's all about. And really, I think one of the most effective tools that I've been able to use is the developing a CLE program and putting that out there. So we uh, do a couple of different webinars, one on tax minimization, one on retirement planning, and both are really, really popular. And at the end of that, I just invite people, if they're interested, to sign up for a consultation. And that's really been very effective. And, and I think that's better. I, I want to do more of that versus beating people over the head. <laughs> Darren, talk to us about the book. Talk to us about what characteristics you've noticed in law firm owners who hit the seven-figure mark. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, law firm owners are kind of unique. They have some unique challenges that they face. Obviously, one of the biggest challenges is uh, tax planning. <laughs> and uh, so the book, it's written to attorneys. And really, the main audience would be solo and small firm attorneys, attorneys who own their own practice, because there are some really unique things that attorneys have to face, some unique challenges. A lot of those are similar to other businesses. So you get some very you know business owner kind of things going on. And so it's a unique position because you're, you're practicing law, you know, you're a practitioner, but then you're also a business owner and you have to think both ways. And that um, takes some time and some energy and, and not a lot of, you know, you, your time has a premium on it. And so it may not be something that's really a big focus for you because you're so busy in your firm. Maybe you don't have the time to work on your firm as a business. So the book is kind of divided into different sections and uh, there's a little bit in there for everybody. We talk in the beginning about how to set yourself up with a really solid financial foundation. That's more targeted to younger attorneys. And then we start to get in in later chapters to setting up your business. You know, what kind of business structure do you want to have? What are the advantages or disadvantages of different business structures? How to really take some steps with your investments how to set up a, a proper investment plan, a proper retirement plan. And for those attorneys who are really making good money, those law firms that are making good money, what's the most effective kind of retirement plan that you can use? How can you get the most bang for your buck out of that retirement plan, both in terms of putting money away and building wealth, but then also in terms of reducing your tax liability? And so that becomes a really big focus. And then one of the really cool things I love about attorneys is contingency fee-based attorneys. Contingency fee attorneys have a big problem because maybe you settle a big case and then all of a sudden you've got all this income and all these taxes that you have to pay. 
And so you can structure that in such a way that you defer some of those taxes and, and uh, minimize that tax impact. So there's some really cool things that law firm owners can do. And, and we talk a lot about that in the book. I want to see if we can kind of crack open the book a little bit for attorneys and, and maybe give away a little bit of, of the book, not everything in the book, but a little bit of the book. Sure. What are some <laughs> of the investment advice that you might give to attorneys and whether it be contingency fee or otherwise, what, what are some of those tips that you might give? In terms of, you know, investments, particularly, one of the things I tell people is the basics work. And it's important to understand the fundamentals. And you don't have to get really super complicated. You know, we're all inundated on a daily basis with what we should invest in, how we should be changing things around, what we should be doing differently. But really, the reality is, if you set up your investments in a thoughtful way, allocate them appropriately, you're going to be successful. You don't have to worry about making changes all the time. And really, people who are constantly changing their investments usually don't do very well over the long term. So it's important to have a plan, to stick with that plan. And I talk a lot about the power of compounding when it comes to your investments. It's important to always be investing. You know, I am a really big proponent of investing, even when it's tough. You know, I believe that young attorneys should be investing, even if they have student loans that they're trying to pay off at the same time, because compounding is such a powerful phenomenon and it leads to exponential growth over time. And really, when it comes to investing, the only thing you can control is your time, the amount of time that you have invested. So it's important to start early to be investing, even during a time like this, when the market is crazy. You know, I have some people calling me and they're like, well, I think I'm going to stop putting money in my investment accounts because the market's just so crazy right now. Well, actually, the opposite is true. This is the time that you want to invest. And this is the time you should be investing more, you know, so we can harness that power of compounding. And that, that's really something that I want people to, to understand. Darren, what are some of the mistakes that you see besides not investing? What are some other mistakes you see law firm owners make when it comes to their taxes? You know, probably the biggest mistake would be not being aware of what you can do and taking advantage of those opportunities, especially when it comes to your retirement plan. So I talk a lot about the 401k in the book and how you can use the 401k to dramatically reduce your tax liability. That's going to be a big one. Another one is a, a cash balance plan, is a, is a type of pension plan that you can pair with a 401k, and you can use that to your benefit to really bring down your, your taxes. The HSA account, that's one that not a lot of people think about. I would bet that a lot of law firms are probably, probably have a high deductible health plan, in which case they may qualify for an HSA account. And you can put money in that HSA, and that can be an extra deduction for you. So I think the biggest mistake is just not thinking proactively about what can we do, you know, and then just kind of at the end of the year asking my CPA, okay, what do I need to do <laughs> really quickly here? How do I, what do I need to do to get some extra savings? But really planning, I think planning is the biggest thing. Think proactively ahead of time. What are some structures we can set up in advance that are going to help us long-term? For me and my business, I... I'm an LLC. I file as an S-Corp. So we can do that fancy strategy there of trying to divide between distributions and salary. You know, So there's a lot of cool things you can do. And, and, but you just have to be proactive and plan 
about that. I want to ask you about just the interplay between financial advisor, accountant, bookkeeper, all the numbers people, because I mean, that's pretty important. So will you talk about that dynamic and how to make sure that that's harmonious? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's good. In fact, I just did an episode with a CPA I work with, Mike Jesushek, and he works with a lot of attorneys. And we were talking about this exact same thing. It is important for us to be on the same page. With a lot of my clients, I am talking with their CPAs, you know, and we can share information, you know, so I can get permission from my client to share information. And they'll ask me to do that. And that's really a great service. Sometimes what I find is the CPA is more focused on saving money this year. And I'm more focused on how do we save money in the long term? So sometimes there are some slight disagreements, but you know, I think, like you said, it is very important for the two to be talking because we need to know, I need to know what's happening and your CPA needs to know what's happening. You know, I know what accounts you should be getting 1099s from and things like that. And, you know, I love my CPA friends, but CPAs aren't often really well-versed in all the nuances of retirement plans, especially 401ks and solo 401ks and how you can use those to your most advantage. So it's important that both of us are working together, definitely. Running your own practice can be scary, whether you're worried about where the next case will come from, feeling like you're losing control over your growing firm, or frustrated from being out of touch with everyone working under your license, the stress can be overwhelming. We will show you how to turn that fear into a driving force of clarity, focus, stability, and confidence that eliminates the roller coaster of guilt-ridden second-guessing and mistake-making to get you off that hamster wheel for good. Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time is a step-by-step -step playbook that shows you how to identify what your firm needs and how to proactively get it at every stage of the game so you are prepped and excited for the inevitable growth that will follow. Name the lifestyle that you want and we'll show you how to become a Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. Find out more by going to MaximumLawyer.com forward slash course. You're listening to the Maximum Lawyer podcast. We're talking today to Darren Wirtz. He's the author of the new book, The Lawyer Millionaire. Darren, tell us some stories of success that you've had working with law firm owners. Stories of success. You know, I've been at this for six years, which seems like a long time. It's not a terribly long time. So, I, you know, I can't, <laughs> I can't give you any really huge dramatic stories. But, you know, there are some interesting things that I've been able to do. A lot of my clients are, you know, they come to me, they're getting closer to retirement. And so we're having some conversations with them about how they can position their law firm for potential sale. I'm working with a client right now on that. And the retirement planning and the investment planning and the law firm succession kind of all intertwine closely. And so, you know, a lot of my clients, I wish that we had started talking earlier. You know, I think planning for the sale of your law firm is not something a lot of attorneys think about. Uh, your firm is an asset. You know, not a lot of attorneys think of, of their firm as an asset that they can potentially sell and, and use that to help fund their retirement, but it's a really viable option. And so that's something I'm working with a few folks on right now. 
And I hope to have some really great success stories that I can share with you of how we were able to do that. A lot of my clients, unfortunately, they come to me a little bit too late. You know, selling a law firm is a process that takes time. It's not like selling a McDonald's franchise. It's a slow transition. And so we really need to start that about five to 10 years before you're thinking about retiring. But, you know, the biggest successes would be clients that I have who have worked with me and we've built up their assets and they've been able to retire and now they're comfortably retired. I have several clients like that. And that's really the goal, you know, is, is uh, how can we accomplish your goals? How can we get you there and uh, make sure that you have enough money that you're not going to run out of money in retirement? Well, Darren, this is excellent stuff. We are getting close to time, so I'm going to wrap things up. Before I do, I want to remind everyone to join us in the big Facebook group. Uh, A lot of great information being shared there. If you want a more high-level conversation, join us in the guild. Go to maxlawguild.com, maxlawguild.com. Join us there, and while you're listening to the rest of this episode, if you don't mind giving us a five-star review, we would greatly appreciate it. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? For my hack of the week... I'm going to cite one of the people that I cite often in all of our stuff. That's Dan Kennedy. I was listening to a podcast interview of his and he talked about employee blackmail. And I thought, boy, that sounds onerous. That sounds scary. But employee blackmail, what do you mean by that? Well, his theory is that when we come back to our team, maybe from a conference or maybe from a guild membership mastermind or something like that, you come back with these ideas. And you want to implement one or two of them. And the team quickly goes, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, we might be able to do this new thing that you have, this new idea that you have. But if we do that, then we're not going to be able to do this other stuff that you want us to do. So he said, don't allow yourself to be victim of employee blackmail. Figure out a way to get them working on both. Don't take that as a false dichotomy that you have to choose. If you're the business owner and you need two things done, it's okay to say you need two things done. I understand there's only so many hours in a day, but don't let the employees uh, decide what the priorities are for the firm. You have to decide the priorities and then figure out a way to make it happen. This is so timely for me, Jimbo. I can't tell you enough. I'm encountering that now. I love it. It is so good. I it. That's just one of those just moments of brilliance that you get from someone. So that's that's great. Love it. Uh, Darren, we always ask our guests to give a tip or a hack of the week. What do you have for us? So my tip of the week, I was just talking with uh, a client earlier about this. You know, we're all dealing with inflation right now. That's what everybody's talking with. And, and it, it does present some challenges to us all. But I think it also presents some opportunities. And one of the opportunities that it presents is there are finally some high yield savings accounts that are actually paying something somewhat decent. You know, what are you earning on your emergency reserves? Financial planners are real big on, you know, three to six months in emergency savings. Uh, One that I like is Marcus.com. It's a high yield savings account from Goldman Sachs. It's actually yielding 1.7%. That's not glorious, but it's something. So that that's my uh, hack of the week for you. I like it. Well, I prefer tips of the week. Jim's got the hacks. I get the tips. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm teasing. So mine is, it's a pretty simple one. People have asked about what mics we use, and Jim can talk about what mic he uses. I, we both use Sure Mics, S-H-U-R-E, Sure Mics, and mine's an SM7B. Jimmy, what do you know what yours is? What model? MV7. MV7. 
Uh, Jim's got fancy lights on his and his is a USB, which I didn't realize. Is that right? Is yours a USB? Yep. So Jim's, mine is not. Mine's, I don't know what the connection's called, but I actually have to plug mine in through a box. So just so you know, if you want one with the, that's a USB, Jim's got that one. Mine's the SM7B. It's going to require some more equipment. So that's my tip of the week though. Darren, for our listeners who want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to find you, your podcast, your book, all that stuff? Go ahead and let us know. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, it's pretty easy. All you got to do is go to thelawyermillionaire.com. It'll take you to my webpage. There's the book on there, the podcast. And if you want to talk to me, there's a link there. You can set up a meeting. Perfect. Love it. Darren, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. I think a lot of great information that you shared here. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Darren. See you, buddy. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.